When I was in my early teens, I remember going hiking with a group during a summer camp. There were probably 15 of us or so piling into a van while one of the camp leaders was trying to get all of us strategically in as if he were playing a game of Tetris. Looking to fill the last seat of a row, he looked at me and said, Oh, mercy, you're far too tubby for that seat. Start the next row. To which chuckles filled the air. I moved on back, pretending to laugh along. It was an offhanded comment, said without a second's thought, as he quickly pointed to the next camper where they should sit. Thirty years later, the memory comes back occasionally, Probably every time I see a summer camp van with tired, sweaty kids packed like sardines is when it comes to mind. I bet they're going rope climbing in the desert, I say. But truth told, I spent my youth on the piano bench, not on the courts. I was way more into Beethoven than basketball. Sports just weren't really my thing. Getting back to the summer camp, that day, that one day of the entire week was literally the only day I ever saw that camp leader. I never saw him again, and obviously haven't since. His words, though, man, his words. For years, his words grew like a four-seasoned garden in my mind. They were the seeds, and my reliving the moment each day was the fertilizer. The interesting thing, though, in my carrying this memory, those ten seconds of how many ever years ago this was. The point is, I'm the only one that's been reliving it. That seed of insecurity that a stranger planted in my mind without even knowing, I've been the one nurturing it, not him. And for years, I would think back to that moment, and to be honest, I would be quite bitter. But then it hit me. Why? After all this time, why did I allow the passing words of a stranger to take such root? How, after all these years, could I not return the videotape of that day back to Blockbuster? Rewound, of course. That bitterness I was holding, not him. Did he say something a bit rude and out of place, even if it was true? Sure, perhaps so. And maybe had I found him and shared, he would have said, Hmm, you know what? You're right. And I feel terrible. I'm sorry. Or not. But between he and I, my holding this resentment all these years was only hurting one of us. Me. I knew I had to do the one thing that, frankly, none of us really find easy to do. I needed to forgive. Even though I will never see him again, ever, thankfully, but I had to forgive a guy whose name I don't even know. According to the dictionary, forgive means to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake. Though, for me at least, forgiveness means I'm at a place I no longer want to carry the hurt of someone else's actions. I'd like to say that again. To no longer want to carry the hurt of someone else's actions. Who of us have not had their heart broken in a relationship, been dumped on or even cheated on, 
overheard a hurtful comment being said about us, or just got a response that in the end was the opposite of what you expected. Feelings are what makes the world go around, the highs, the lows. However, not all feelings are predictable. So what do we do when where they are is not necessarily where you are? When everything inside of you says, I've been wronged, and you may have been. But as the Chinese philosopher Confucius said, to be wronged is nothing unless you continue to remember it. Oof, so powerful. To be wronged is nothing unless you continue to remember it. Hear me out. Maybe forgiveness isn't about the other person at all. Maybe it's about what you take from the experience itself. This may not be the easiest episode to walk through, I'm going to be honest, but not every road in life is flat. So let's walk together through this. I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in three, two, one. When it comes down to it, hurt comes from one thing, our expectations. Hurt comes from our expectations. The more we tend to expect, the more vulnerable we become in opening ourselves to being hurt. But the flip side of that coin is if we're never open, we'll never feel loved. We expect someone to treat us a certain way, of course, or something to go a certain way, and sometimes it just doesn't. They don't, whether intentional or not. Being rejected, criticized, taken for granted, and even, as I cringe to say, abused, you put your hope, your trust in someone, and sometimes they're just not on the same page as you, or even in the same book, or... Sometimes even in the same library. For a season, we hold that hurt. Depending on the severity, it could be for a day, a few months, years, and for some, maybe a lifetime. But during that time, we learn from that hurt. Similar to the cliché, don't touch a hot stove, these experiences may bruise a bit. But most bruises, they heal most. They say that time heals all wounds, and while I have to say I don't buy into that completely, mm, there is truth behind it. Well, how do I know when to forgive, you ask? When that time comes, you'll be tired of carrying the burden of that hurtful memory around. Then you'll know. I'm tired of thinking about this. I'm tired of reliving this story again and again. I just don't want to carry this anymore. So what next? Then what? Sometimes calling the person or writing a letter is a step in the process to heal, but also know the act of forgiving someone can reopen a chapter that should have remained closed. Forgiving someone doesn't always have to be face-to-face, or over the phone, or even written. 
No need to reintroduce the past into your present or future. But sometimes forgiving someone means letting that particular memory go and telling yourself, I'm ready to move on. I forgive that person as I had no say in their actions. And I forgive myself for putting my trust in them. Forgiving someone is key. Forgiving yourself even more so. This can be done a number of ways, be it through a mindful meditation where you close your eyes and visualize yourself riding in the sand by the ocean. I forgive you and I forgive myself as the waves wash over and the memory has been taken out to sea. Another way is to write them a letter and letting them know you're forgiving them and stating how you are no longer carrying the burden of their actions and have forgiven yourself for holding on to them for this long. Once you have written a letter, seal it in an envelope and safely burn it. The memory may linger, but ceremoniously ridding yourself of hurt you've experienced and that it's no longer in your possession. That year was the last summer camp I had to endure. It wasn't because of the nameless guy that called me chunky. It was simply because, well, I hated summer camps. Yes, bunk beds hanging together by a thread, smelly toilets, and hey, let's run a bunch of teenage kids through obstacle courses during the hottest week of the summer. Sounds great. By all means, it's a rite of passage, and I'm sure I'll sign my kids up the first chance I get. But one thing I've learned, even though it took me years to understand, be it a joke or be it more severe, forgiveness is not saying, ah, it's nothing, it's okay, and pretending something never happened. Forgiveness, when the time has come, is saying, what I went through was not okay. But I no longer want to carry the hurt of someone else's actions. And as of today, I'm letting this go. To find more episodes of Comet Down, hear the musical playlist from today's episode, or simply wanting to know where to send chocolate chip cookies, visit cometdownpodcast.com. You'll even find additional resources for emotional support, including our online community and our Facebook page. You're not alone. You are not alone. This podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer, pianist, and nationally recognized Sweet Tooth. And now something my attorney wants me to say. The views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and is not intended to, nor should they serve as a substitute for medical advice or diagnosis rendered to you by your individual doctor or other healthcare provider. Only a licensed physician should evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical advice to you, and you should only act upon the advice of such physician. Now, what I'd like to say. I am an extreme empath by nature. But my profession is that of a composer and pianist, not a licensed therapist or physician. 
I hear from thousands of listeners how my music has helped them through various stages of emotional needs, and I simply want to offer this and future podcasts in aiding those needs. To find a list of licensed professionals in your area, please visit CalmItDownPodcast.com. And finally, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review. While it takes less than 60 seconds to do, its impact will last for years to come as every little bit helps in growing the awareness and the importance of emotional health. I'm Chad Lawson, and until next time, be kind to your mind, and join me next week as we calm it down.